Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, championing the unsung heroes of business, accountants. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and I am live at Scaling New Heights 2023, and my guest today is Blake Oliver of Earmark and The Accounting Podcast. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Blake. Hey, Ed. Thanks for having me on the show. Great to be here with you in St. Louis. So, first off, why do you do what you do, Blake? Well, that's a good question. Uh, So, I'm a CPA, and I noticed as a CPA that getting continuing education was a real pain in the butt. Uh, I didn't want to go to seminars. I didn't want to go to in-person all day long, eight hours of stuff that's not relevant to me. Uh, And that's where the idea behind Earmark came from. I have a podcast. People said, hey, how do I get CPE for listening to a podcast about accounting? So we made an app that satisfies all of NASBA's requirements to get CPE for listening to a podcast. Outstanding. And how's it going? It's going good. We've got 6,000 people who have signed up for the app. About 13% of those people convert into annual subscribers. So it's a nice start. We're coming up on two years, and our goal is to get every CPA in the country on the platform, and that's like 600,000 of them. So. Well, good luck with that. That's awesome. Yes, and and uh, I've got some things that are on that. The Soul of Enterprise has has been featured on that, so I appreciate that. Yep. But I want to talk to you more about your perspective on AI. That it's really exploded this year. I don't know somewhere around. I think it was March or April. Exploded on the scene with the release of ChatGPT three, five, and four. What are your perspectives on that? So I've been a skeptic of AI for a long time, in the sense that. You know, we, we heard about it. People talked about it at conferences. Uh, so-called thought leaders are saying AI is going to destroy our jobs. Of course, it never does, and it never really lived up to the expectations. But I feel like GPT is it's the real deal this time. Like, if you use it, and you can, you can go sign up for ChatGPT for 20 bucks a month and get version 4, and you can start asking it questions. I find it to be incredibly helpful for me in almost everything I do, and I use it on a, a daily basis for for lots of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's in a sense, and Google is, is worried about this, replace search in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've, everyone should try out Microsoft Edge with the new Bing search built in because you can ask a question, and then you don't just get a page of search results. You get a detailed answer with citations, and you can go and click through into the pages if you want. But... Often you don't need to, and that's what's a real threat to Google's search dominance. How do you see it being applied specifically in the accounting profession? I've seen demos of people dropping financial statements in there and asking for analysis. Beyond that, what what what, else, what do you think is going to how is it going to play out? So the financial statement analysis is actually a really interesting case. Uh, it's been hard to see that so far, though, because these tools are chat based, and you know, copying and pasting from a structured database into a, a chat tool, you don't always get the best answers. Um, but where, where I see it actually saving us a lot of time is client communication. So we're seeing practice management solutions like Carbon and Canopy and Financial Sense add in GPT AI into all of the email writing tools. So you can now, for instance, uh, get a chain of communication. You're like viewing an email thread and say your team's in that thread and there's some internal chat going on. AI can summarize that entire conversation for you and suggest a response. And if you've got threads from multiple clients with multiple team members you're trying to stay on top of as a practice owner or as a partner, like that just saved you a meaningful amount of time every day. We're talking people spending hours on email every day. Right. So, right. so if we can basically have it act like a personal assistant, I, I think that's going to make 
people's lives meaningfully better. It, it, it really works. Yeah, and, and I've always felt felt this way about artificial intelligence, especially with the advent of bots. This is now five or six years ago. You know, one of the things I quipped one time is like, if your job can be completely replaced by a bot, your job sucks. <laughs> that's it's, right. It's a terrible job, and almost to to some extent, that's what ChatGPT is. It's replacing the mundane. And exactly, it's, and it's giving suggestions. It's it's not creative. It gives the illusion of creativity, but it's not as creative. And I think what I think accountants can do is then put what their knowledge on top of it. So I, this is my line, and I'm curious as to your thoughts on this. You're not going to lose a, your job to AI. You're going to lose your job to someone who knows how to use AI. That's right. <laughs> One of my favorite things that I'm doing with it now is using it as a sounding board. So. Um, there's a prompt creator prompt that you can go find on the internet to search search Google for prompt creator prompt, and you'll find this, and it's, it's sort of a paragraph that you just copy-paste at the beginning of every conversation with ChatGPT. And basically what it tells the AI to do is to um, ask questions um, and, and create a prompt for you by asking you questions. So it's using the Socratic method to help you get what you want, because the biggest challenge with this tool right now is you have to know what you want in order to get a good result. And writing the prompt can be really difficult. So I use this prompt whenever I need to write an article or I need to outline a presentation or I just need to brainstorm something. And it will say, okay, uh, how can I help you today? What do you need to do? And I tell it what I need to do. And then it comes up with a list of things I should think about and asks me questions. and says, okay, well, and here's a funny example, actually. So uh, my partner, David, and I don't have, didn't have a partnership agreement for an LLC that we started together, and we needed one in order to file our taxes. So we asked ChatGPT to help us draft a partnership agreement. And so I said, hey, I need to draft a partnership agreement. And said, okay, here's a list of things you need to think about, like what's the split? What's the opening equity balances, right? How much do you each contribute? Uh, what do you do if you have a disagreement? All this stuff that like an attorney might ask us, it knows to ask. And by answering those questions and going through this a few times, we had all the key things that we needed to think about. And, of course, then we could take that and take it to a real lawyer and ask them to draft up a real partnership agreement. But we've already done that interview that might have taken like an hour or two with an attorney and probably saved us a 1000 bucks, right? Because they're billing by the hour. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they shouldn't be, but they are. But they are. And so well. we minimize our usage of them as much as possible, right? Right. And, you know, what's the, the next step is not far away because it did already pass the bar exam. Yeah. Chat TBT. And it passed the CPA practice exam, too. So, so, so how real do you think that is, though? There's there's lots of controversy about that. Talk a little bit about the controversy surrounding ChatGPT and past, quote, passing the CPA exam. So one of our esteemed accounting publications uh, put out a story where they used GPT to take the CPA practice exam, and they used version 3 instead of 4, and it, it failed. And unfortunately, this was extremely misleading because version 3 is an order of magnitude dumber than version 4, and when you give chat GPT-4, when you give GPT-4 the exam, it passes, just like the bar. Um, and I tested this myself. I took 10 practice questions that are available online from the ASCPA for the CPA exam uh, for audit, and I pasted them all in, and it got 100%. You know, if you think about it, like audit concepts, it's, it's, it's not that complicated. You're following a set of instructions. You are following a checklist. set of procedures. It's a checklist. It literally is. In a, a lot of cases, it's a checklist. And so, yeah, it, it's, it can pass audit. It can pass FAR. Uh, it can pass BEC. Um, it has trouble with structured data right now, like analyzing a spreadsheet. But that's just a matter of time until it can do that. So, yeah, it's, it's, 
basically you can think of it like an intern or even a staff accountant. I mean, it's going to be doing the job of auditors in not too long, staff auditors. And I think, well, given the shortage we have in the profession, that's a really good thing. Like we desperately need that role to be filled. Uh, the problem then is, well, what do all these auditors coming out of school, like what do all these accounting majors, what are they going to do? Because we're currently two-thirds of students in accounting, accounting go into audit. Two-thirds of accounting mm-hmm. majors go into audit right now as staff auditors. So if that job's not available... There'll be another job. I'm, but, I'm, I'm convinced I mean, that we, got, we, get, we are really good at coming up with creative ways and jobs. And for the example, for example, you talked about prompt. Prompt engineer is a new job. It's right. It's right. <laughs> I mean, just, just probably somebody will... Uh, well, I guess it's sort of like managing an offshore team, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big criticism at the big firms now is that you come out of school and you're just put in charge of an offshore team and you have no real relationship, right? You're working crazy hours. I mean, what if we could replace that with the AI? And you could, you know, assign checklist items in the audit to the AI and review that work. Yep. yep. I mean, it can certainly go out and do confirmations, right? We just talked about client communication. Uh, an AI could draft you know, the letters that auditors are supposed to be sending to banks confirming bank balances, like in the case of Wirecard, that they didn't do, you know, maybe maybe an AI could actually do that. So, And, Blake, we have an exit question that we ask all our guests, and that's, who is a hero of yours, and why are they a hero? Oh, man. Um, well, I'm reading uh, Ernest Hemingway right now, uh, The Sun Also Rises. I think I started that on the plane. So I think from, a, from, a, from a, like, a writing standpoint... Hemingway is a hero of mine because of the clarity with which he communicates. It's just pure, distilled vision. You know, it, it's it, it. So I aspire to try to create that kind of clarity in the minds of everyone I talk to. And lastly, Blake, how can somebody contact you? You can go to earmarkcpe.com if you want to get free CPE for listening to podcasts or search for The Accounting Podcast in your podcast player of choice. All right. Blake Oliver, thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Thanks, Ed. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.